Sports, apparently. Coming to you from independent remote quarantine locations with me tonight are my co-hosts, the exclamation point, the passionate one, Reed. Good evening. And the question mark, the man who cares nothing about sports, Rowdy. You know, and in the middle of the period, my name is Snoop. Gentlemen, episode 305. How are we? Feel good. Doing great, man. <laughs> no one that was a that was a good that was a good cold open because we really we I will say this podcast really did start a, an arms race in the uh, in the podcasting world. Oh yeah, there once, weren't enough. Once white people men. saw what we were doing, they were like, "Yeah, we need more podcasts with three white men just yeah. riffing." Riffing on sports. And our takes are always getting picked up by our colleagues, I feel like. That part is That's true. the thing. We are we are trendsetters. We, we we are like the US in that regard. We are we're always we're always a step ahead of our adversi- our, our adversaries mm-hmm. in this in this cold yep. war of sort of sp- this, uh, sports podcasting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like I, it. It is somewhat adversarial, us and our colleagues. But uh, uh-huh. So you went to the there, movies there is, this there's, week, There's Rowdy. blood on our hands, though. You, so. you went to the movies this week. Tell us, how was Barbie? Yeah, how uh, was Barbie? I did not see Barbie, but I, I did see Oppenheimer at one of the 30 locations where you can watch the 70-millimeter print of Oppenheimer on the glorious IMAX screen with fantastic uh, surround sound. It was pretty good. Good movie. Good flick. Um, Barbie's in IMAX. This mm-hmm. was this was Oppenheimer. Nice. Um, I'll probably see Barbie at some point. <laughs> I've heard good things. Uh, my wife saw that, wife. and she said, "Thank you." Uh, she um, saw it with some friends, and and was like, "Yeah." I was, I was like, "Oh, I was oh pretty good," and then she starts laughing, tells me about one one thing that happened like and then she kind of starts laughing tells me another thing and like were you like based this on is based on your reaction I, i'm this kind of sounds like this may be the best movie you've seen all year and she's like yeah yeah it might be <laughs> but she didn't cry she she told me she didn't cry she said the other girl she went with cried multiple times throughout the movie and she's like I, yeah i i didn't cry but does she go so, to a lot of movies? Do you guys go to a lot of movies? Are you no, movie, we watch are you a, we watch a lot of movies. Well, I was gonna say she go watches to movies with Rowdy, so she's yeah. watching some weird nineteen seventies kung fu. No, she refuses to watch. All the time. She refuses to watch movies made in the seventies. They're too slow. What does that even mean? Uh, well, think about think about movies like The Conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, that is a slow movie. It's yeah, a good so movie, though. there's a, yeah, it's a good movie. But there's a lot of those like gritty, realistic uh, movies that are all from the 70s that's just like, in today's world, this would have, people would have edited out about an hour of this movie. Like The French Connection? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing, yeah. The sc- Scarecrow? Mm-hmm. 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 No, I understand what you're saying. What about, um, oh, what's the name of that movie? Oh, what about man. movies that take place in the 70s? What yeah, about Straw okay. Dogs? What about Straw Dogs? I've never seen that. Never oh, really? That. You've never seen Straw Dogs? Oh, Mm-mm. you gotta see Straw Dogs. Sam Peckinpah, man. Straw yeah. Dogs, man. Yeah, I gotta see it, man. 
Good one. So what's your review of uh, Oppendingle, Dingleheimer Schmidt? Two thumbs up. Very good. Very good movie. Bobby very, Oppenheimer. Uh, very, very well-constructed movie. Uh, How's it end? What happens can't, I can't end? tell you. Um, big boom. Two big booms. Yeah. Titanic doesn't uh, suck. But it is, it is very Titanic-y in that way, and I, I've mentioned this before. The like, hype feels like it. The, the Titan, Titanic was the... Uh, Oppenheimer is the Titanic for middle-aged millennials. And Titanic was the Titanic for teenage millennials. Uh-huh. When, but it's, it's very similar. We know what's going to happen. Yes. It's just a cinematic extravaganza. It's, yeah. It's an eye orgy. Yeah, well, and it's a crazy story, and it's told really well. So, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It is a crazy um, story. Also, got to see uh, Big City Adam this weekend. So that was... Oh, live in the flesh. It was fun. So we had, uh, ha- had some hangs with him. Um, mm-hmm. We did oh, sports. We did sports. We did top we did? golf. Oh, yeah. we did do sports. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this was Rowdy. This was your the whole idea. Pod so did sports. We mm-hmm. did. We went on a pod outing to Top Golf, which is like yeah. somewhere in between ski ball and lawn darts. Yeah. Uh, with with golf. It's a clubs. game of chance. When I well, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it shouldn't be. I don't think golf should be considered a for game. For some, of... it's a game of skill. For me, it's a game of chance. Yeah, that's true. I like true. Rowdy's technique, though. Barefoot in the tee box. Yeah, yeah. He Ready came in. Roll. You came in slides, is that, if yeah, I remember yeah. correctly. Had slides on. <laughs> yeah. You came in slides, which was a built-in excuse. Now we played. We we were there for two hours. Uh, this is our how about how about some sports part. We were there for two hours. First game, I think we actually have uh, and golf clap for it. The champion of game one, Reed. Congrats. Thank you very, much. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I think Rowdy and I tied for third, maybe fourth, which is uh, more of an indictment on the other players there than it was yeah. uh, a testimony of skill for us. If, if I do say so myself. Uh, and then the second game, Big City Adam pulled it out. BCG he got did. a hold of one, pulled it with out. A, with a master stroke, slammed it right yeah. into the back. Uh, if you haven't played top golf, it's, uh, it's, it's what, what would you say? Like, it's like a driving range, but then on yeah. the ground they have targets, targets, which you try and hit it into for points, and then, what, 200, 250 yards out, they have a big... Uh, Net. Net that you're trying, that you can hit for points. And uh, Adam just stepped up there and wailed that thing, right? Not a whole yeah. yeah. I would say he had some of the best sounding hits, but but I but do think. Here to with, henceforth. Read. A strategy. If you. If Accuracy. You, yes. If you played Top Golf more often, I think this could be your game. Oh, this, this is it? Yeah. I mean, you were... You had, I mean... There were, there, were some, there were some skill developing. Well, you like, had you, a... Once you, you, had, you were good at... So this is a skill that... I mean, it's a golf skill that I don't have, but it's mm-hmm. like 
when you, you don't have kinda, to tell us, when you, you kind of locked into <laughs> it's, it's implied. <laughs> when you well, yeah, when you kind of like locked into the okay, well, this this is a, a success. If I do it this way, this will be successful. Mm-hmm. Then you were very good at replicating that success. Yeah, I you gotta, agree. You gotta you gotta analyze the swing and what went wrong. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I don't. And where see, was your this, body? So, what, so, so explain this. You were saying that you have uh, a, some sort of sensory perception issue where you don't know where your body is, and I'm not doing it justice. I think it is more something w- with those of us who are around. Visually, we could tell, yeah, it's clear you don't know what your body's doing <laughs> or where it is in space, but you're saying this is a, sort of some sort of, uh, and you're not the only person who, who has this condition. Am I right? Am I am I speaking ill of you right now? Can you yeah. explain what this is? So it's uh, it's called space, man. Uh, proprioception, space. or proprioception. Ki- or proprioception or kinesthesia. So this is your sense okay. of self self movement, force, and body position. Oh, I thought this was where the letters turn colors. Hmm. So you don't know, explain this again, you don't know where your body's moving or you don't know where your body's moving in comparison to your surroundings? Well, so it's so It a, sounds like autism for your body. Like, hey, I'm not saying yeah. it's just like <laughs> overblown depth perception problems. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Well, uh-huh. and yeah, so My it's, hands could be huge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no clue. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a... Uh, um, it's kind of, I mean, if you think about it, 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 it is a it is a sense. So it's, you know, in the think same way it. that if you're impaired, if you have you can have impaired vision or you can have impaired hearing or whatever, you can have impaired sense of of movement and where and where your body is in space. And so for me, I can't if I if I try to I, I can't replicate what I do. So if, <laughs> if you I, move in a certain if I swing way and you do it if again. I, yeah, can't I can't do it move. again or I can't analyze what I just did to improve on it. So all all of those skills that are acquired in golf where it's like you really have to get that muscle memory and get it down and you're doing you're you're having your body do multiple things as it moves through space. Yeah, I just can't I can't do that. And so uh, or I'm in, I'm at least at, you could say impaired. Um, are so yeah, this, so are you what I'm saying is I should, I should, I should have a handicap license plate. You're talking to a disabled <laughs> man. A different, dif- differently, man. Abled differently man. abled. Yeah. Uh, are you just explaining an awkward person, a clumsy, awkward, gangly person? See, that's, that's, uh, that's ableist. Self, that's ableist talk. It sure uh, is. You got to concentrate. You gotta stare at the ball. Pull yourself and, up by your bootstraps, and, and then feel and feel what you're doing. Mm, you gotta block I everything mean, out. You gotta go into the zone. Yeah, uh-huh. but the thing is, I'll still walking through my house. I'll still slam my shoulder on doorways and stuff in full in full daylight. You know, I should be able to walk through my house. <laughs> With my eyes closed by this point, I've lived here since 2009, but I'll still just slam into furniture. I've broken, I don't know, I don't know how many times I've broken my toes. Oh, um, that's the worst. Are, so is this, are you self-diagnosed? Is this, is this something you need testing for? Maybe you have an like, inner ear problem. Yeah, maybe it is an inner ear problem. 
like a you'll never be problem. a fighter pilot that's for sure well, or thing, you know, the other the other thing is things like. Um, or will you be the greatest fighter pilot? Because it's yeah, all I mean, sky. It's all sky. Gyro. Things like. I don't need to know what's up. Yeah. Like I don't swimming. Know if I'm upside down or not? When you're yes. trying to when you're trying to swim and you're it's kind of like the thing where it's like you're patting your head and rubbing your belly that kind of thing. You're doing it. You just did it. I watched yeah, you do but it. But if I but if I'm trying to do something like swimming where I'm, I have to kick my legs like this. But then I'm 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 twiddling my fingers right now for those of you who can't see. Yeah. But then I have to move my arms like in a different motion (laughs) and turn my head and all that kind of stuff to breathe. So it's a coordination. I I can't do it's the coordination and and then same with like like drumming. It's like if I was a drummer, I would have to hit the bass drum and the snare drum and the uh, cymbal all at the exact same time. I can't do different (laughs) rhythms with both. That would be a what sound. What about piano? Oh yeah, yeah, that's you're hard. good that's at piano. Too. No, you're no, good at piano. No, take, it takes it. I could do. I can do one hand. You were learning how but to when play. When I tried, when I try to do both, that's where it gets. That's where it gets tough. What about guitar. But, um, Again, I mean, guitars. Guitars a little bit different, but. Um, it's I mean, different because you can, he can learn. do it. Reed. It just that's the it, difference. I mean, it's the same as like. He's a horn um, man. What's yeah, that? Yeah. He You're blows a horn brass. Man. Yeah. 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 Brass horn man. man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so. your embouchure. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. Your embouchure. You got your embouchure down because you can concentrate on your embouchure and then you only have three fingers going. So it's not that big of a deal. Although but when, how you do you... Slide out, when you got to slide out that D ring, look out. How do you. you... sharpen that note up. I, I'm interested in this. First, you, you dodged my question. Hmm. Is this self-diagnosed? No, he stumbled around it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Yeah, it's self- I mean, dodged it, it was inadvertent. Yeah. That's how everything is diagnosed these days. This is how everything is diagnosed these days. WebMD, baby. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember I, I heard uh, some, there's like some science podcast, and they were describing, they were describing this, and I was just like, wait. I think they're talking about me. Don't you? So, isn't this? So I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be like, um, I'm gonna, you know, when you're talking about like how how you die, it's like my cause of death will probably just be a fall. <laughs> yeah, running into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew slipped on his on his shoe, which was sitting there it, for years. Is it because you got you're like working on something in your head, not paying attention? No, Are man. You here's thinking about something. Do you think it's, or do you think it's something where you never learn to train to train? You never train to train. So you don't know how to do what skip Reed's talking day. about. Yeah, you skip, yeah, rent's due every day and you, yeah. you, you're yeah. overdue. But what, like, do you not know how to control your body? Like, have you ever, that's, that seems like a skill you have to learn. Like, Reed was explaining how. That makes sense. What, what went right, what went wrong, and kind of understanding where your body is. Like, did you never think about that? At any point, and so you just don't know how to do it. Did you never have to? Did you train yourself how to hear? <laughs> no, but that's no concentration and repeatability is not instinctual. It, you gotta yeah. like, I mean, but you, I think can, you can, you can, you yeah. can, uh, you can train yourself to hear better, you can train yourself to hear more clearly or distinguish things, but yeah. 
now you're. But so, here's, I, so with practice, I can do I could do things like figuring out how to make you know, my hands do something on the piano, but it just, it takes me longer because I'm handicapped. But I, would, but, I, <laughs> but I would say, which it wouldn't take as long if you, you could just park closer to the door. But Yeah. yeah can we get, do, can we, do we get some kind of badge we can put when we post these episodes now? Like yeah, some kind yeah. of like, like a COVID-19 banner on the bottom, but, you know, handicapped? But, but Rowdy, I would say it this way. You never taught yourself how to create memories, but you did teach yourself how to create uh, a mind palace where you can better store those memories. So mm. while while I you know never taught myself to hear, I have been able to be more of an active listener. Those mm-hmm. types of things. So you know maybe you just never trained your training muscles. You sounds never like learned. Sounds to I know to, I'm very ableist like right now. Sounds like you're saying to me and others in my community. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe have you have you tried trying harder to be normal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah have you pulled it. yourself up by your bootstraps and not one at a time because you'll forget how to do it? You have to do both at the same time, or you won't know. What how to I'm do hearing it. is this mind palace is a library of memories with no card catalog. <laughs> yeah, and even if there was one, he wouldn't know how to find it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or open <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cleans up? I'm your good mind as palace? long as there's not. You an just Ottoman stumble in, around in, in, in the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. You just stumble around your mind palace. Yeah, <laughs> mind palace has no furniture. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. Just shelves not. against the wall. It, it's, it's an it's, a, it's an it's an ADA compliant mind yeah, palace. Yeah, yeah. Every 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 doorway and there's only one because it's completely open concept, just yeah, thirty six right. inches wide with a ramp. And, and to get to the yeah to get to the next level you have to you can only have a twelve inch rise every six feet yeah <laughs> yeah exactly well uh, again guys this is a sports podcast we've gone almost twenty minutes on Rowdy's uh, spatial unawareness disability <laughs> yeah agree to disagree you should apply for some grants <laughs> yeah we should apply for some grants yeah yeah. Uh, Roddy, it's your podcast now. What kind of of funding can you get? You take the helm, buddy. All right. We'll hold your hand. (laughs) Uh, Hey, Rowdy, how about some sports? Oh, man. How about it? We're going to start off with our our good friend, uh, Jim Ursay. Oh, yeah. We've got we've got several items of Jim Irsay news, so I, I would like to start off with an announcement. So, mm-hmm. okay. if you are in or Jim around Irsay, the Indianapolis listening. area on mm. Friday, September eighth, you, yes, you and your entire family can attend the Colts kickoff concert featuring the Jim Irsay band and the Jim Irsay collection and. A special appearance by illusionist Chris Angel. Mind freak! <laughs> not just not just any that appearance. Dude's still around. Not just any appearance. That is so yeah. Indianapolis. Jim Ursay tweeted, "Yes, the rumor is true that the Houdini of our time, the amazing oh, wow. Vegas magician wow. Chris Angel, will join the show on September 8th." Break Houdini's record of a 150-foot freefall tied up and chained in Lucas Oil Stadium for a one-time performance, September 8th at 8.15 p.m. And guess what? Rowdy, you know, is going to be there. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, Is it a one-time performance? 
Go ahead. I need to go, go back and, 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 okay, 150 foot free fall in chains. What yes. does that mean? He's got to get out of the chains before he falls, or he, yes, they just he chain will, him up and drop him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't seem be, hard. It says he will be, he will attempt to free himself from being tied up and chained from 150 feet up. Who will? The mind freak. Oh, so no one can see the fake chains that he has on. Neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And Ursa Ursa also said, uh, he said, if if all else fails on Chris Angel's world record jump, Quentin Quentin Nelson will catch him at the last second. So. Oh, that's funny. Um, Yeah. If he doesn't have a (laughs) boxer, punch him in the stomach before he does it. My question is, you you mentioned it's a one time. Other than why? Yes. (laughs) That's true. A that's one-time collectively, that's our question. Like what? as a society, why? our question, to, <laughs> our question to Chris Angel is, why? Yeah. My personal question. Because he's a mind question. freak. He's differently abled like me. <laughs> yeah. We're all he's, we're all mind freaks. We're, yeah, we're yeah. all mind freaks in his own way. I I, I am mind freak. I I can't walk through a doorway without hitting <laughs> a part of my body, and Chris Angel can't help. Trying to untie himself from 150 feet in the air. But you help. said it was a it was a one time event. It almost yeah. sounds like he doesn't he he doesn't think he's going to make it. He like might I'm not. Gonna, I'm only going to do this free fall once because I'll probably I'm probably going to die. There's always oh, a chance. Could you imagine? Wait, what's the world record? The world record for the f- farthest free fall is that guy who jumped off out of a plane. And fell twenty five thousand feet and, and got was caught he by cha- it. Was he chained up? No, he wasn't chained up. He just didn't so it's have a different a record. I think records are getting way too specific right yeah. now. Well, yes, this is a world record if you have on green shoes. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, uh, the world record mind freak jump. <laughs> all right. Well, if you do, if you don't care about a chance to witness history, fine. But. <laughs> <laughs> to those of you out there like me, handicapped or not, this could be your opportunity. Um, Chris Angel so, might be handicapped after And this. Here's, here's the great thing. Jim Ursa experience. We've talked about this before. A um, couple, couple good things. If they do what they did last year, everyone who attends will get a voucher for free food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And drinks. Um... And not only that, you get to see the Jim Ursay collection, which is a pretty impressive collection of memorabilia. Yeah, um, I think it looks like it. And Chris Angel's doing his performance before the Jim Ursay band kicks off. So oh. I can watch Chris Angel and I can leave before Jim Ursay starts singing Werewolves of London. Ow! Not a bad Mad night. Freak of not a bad night at see, all. See, you're not going to stay for a couple songs? Uh, we stayed for about half of one last time, and it was it was actually a different Warren Zevon song. Uh, it was uh, "Lawyers, Guns, and Money" was what Jim Irsay was mm. belting out from his mm. chair, yeah, his on throne. stage next to his uh, table with a box of Kleenexes on it. <laughs> so, wait, say that again. He had a little table next to his chair. Um, and and had a box of Kleenexes, uh, oh. on you know, for in case he got the sniffles or I don't I don't know, but in case he um, got got the feels, yeah. 
So, so. Is, this is who it says the current uh, Jim Marseille experience includes. Kenny Aronoff, who played yeah. with Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan. Harmonica player Billy Branch, who's a three-time Wrong. Grammy nominee. Uh, guitarist Tom Bukovac. Buk- Sorry, Tom, if I butchered that. Uh, he's played on more than 700 albums. And hmm. bass player and vocalist Mike Mills Michelle from and R.E.M. Oh. Yeah, yeah. R.E.M. Oh, is Mike Mills. That's right. Yeah, and then last year, Camp showed up. Uh, Ann Wilson, I think, Buddy Guy. Ann Wilson? Yeah. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. uh, So he brings in some some decent guests. So depending depending on the guests, I might might stay. Kenny Wayne Shepard is in the band? Oh, Shredder. Shredder. Yep. Wow. So it's it's an extravagance. I will say if it's, you it, if you're in the indie area, it, you should you should definitely check it out. They treat it like a hype up night for the new season of the Colts. You don't have to listen to that part. Just go look at the memorabilia <laughs> hey, during dude. that part. Hey, Cause wait, you know they're gonna Chris come Angel out there dies. and be like, oh, this this is our year. This is the year we've been building up for, and all the mm-hmm. stuff that they always say. Just look at the memorabilia, then enjoy your food and drinks, and then watch Chris Angel maybe die. My uh, freak. A, hey, p- send me a page when after the Chris Angel thing. I'm coming. For My that freak. One. I'm gonna but say that every this, time. That's you guys not say that's Angel. not the only Jim Irsay news. So Jim Irsay, oh, you know, yeah. oh, he's a, it's not even. He, he's a, he's a he's a generous guy. Would you but say this, it's not even the biggest news? It's not the biggest news. So Jim Irsay. It's a whale of a um, thing. This actually this this is a kind of uh, nice a, a story that's that's. Uh, ongoing. So mm-hmm. in March, it was announced that uh, Jim Irsay uh, was noted getting involved with returning Lolita, the 57-year-old whale, um, what to her native waters. So this is a this is a whale that was born in. Around 1966 or 1967, captured from American waters, and uh, has lived at the Miami Seaquarium for years. And 57 years. Ursay is going to. He, he's been coordinating uh, with a group called the Friends of Toki because Lolita, uh, her her birth name was Tokite, which is a coastal Wait, how Salish. How do they know that? So they, uh, many questions, so many questions, and you're just you're just gonna just gloss over that. How I do you even? You the, I hope you have as much genealogy on this whale as you do racehorses, because I'm ready. For <laughs> yeah, no. Well, kidding. we don't we don't know her uh, her. Uh, so she was named by a veterinarian, Dr. Jesse White, uh, who was sent to work with her when she after she was captured uh, in okay. uh, in the Pacific Northwest. So he named her uh, Tokite which means nice day, pretty colors in Coastal Salish language. Uh, but she's Toki for short. But then when she was at the Miami Seaquarium, she was nicknamed, she was named Lolita. Um, but they want to, they want to return her to her waters. Uh, and so Jim Irsay, on a monthly basis, spends $200,000 to, to care for this orca. And he has been coordinating with this group called Friends of Toki to transport her um, 
back to her her native waters. So um, Ursay said, um, he said, this is this is his quote. I'm into this thing with my hands on as a producer, and it was going nowhere. I'm putting up tens and tens of millions of dollars. I said, let's go. She's healthy. I've got the money. Let's move and get all these permits. Uh, so he's been working on a plan to fly her. He says, we're going to get a big C-17 or 747. We have her tanks. She's been practicing getting in her netting so she can get put in the tank. Uh, it's four feet of natural water with whale whispers and vets with, with her. Um, and he said, this whale is all being whispers. planned to the detail with aggressive nature of saying, let's try to get this done. So they're making sure she's healthy enough to move and, uh, and they're going to transport her back in a, into a large net pin in the uh, Salish Sea. So might one call this C-17 the Lolita Express? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Midnight uh, Tokyo. Is Bill Clinton going to be on this plane? You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, the, pla the plane lands and Bill Clinton's just waiting at the runway. Bill Clinton, just, you know, Alan Dershowitz, they're all just rubbing waiting. His, rubbing his hands together and he's going he's gonna to be so disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is... Fifth, that whale's 57. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, this is a developing story. This <laughs> this this was announced in March. Uh, Ursa has been spending tons of money on this whale, which is pretty cool. And and it's like you know, it is cool. Not uh, you know, I feel like not a lot of people know exactly how much money he's he's spending on this. So I I gotta say, you know, there's no good billionaires, but Jim Ursa, he's so he's fun passable. one at least. Yeah, he's, he's he's he is. He's a fun one. Yeah, I, I, I've said it before. If you're gonna be a billionaire, uh, there's no billionaires with clean hands. But you know, you can at least use your dirty hands to save whales and you know buy Ringo Starr's uh, Ed Sullivan yeah. show drum kit. And you know, why point. not? Yeah. Uh, I hope that thing when they drop it the in the Puget freak. Sound, it doesn't just croak. Oh, I know. It's like bad. bringing a fish home from the pet store. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think oh, it'll still be, it's, the way it sounds, it sounds like it's still going to be in a semi-contained area, but it's actually going to be more like yeah. in an oh. actual environment so, instead of just the pool it's been in for 50 years. Or just so we're going ass from, kicked by the other whales. We're Ooh. going from free range to pasture raised. Yes, exactly. Gotcha, okay, yeah. gotcha. So, anyway, so... Keep your eyes on keep your eyes on Jim. He's uh, I, I still have a lot of questions. Al he's always got something going on. Have a, still have a lot of questions about this naming, but I'm gonna let it slide. Hey, I told you what I know. Uh, well, we better. I'm get just, to our I just I just think it, I find it interesting that everybody for the longest time and people still on the right are talking about Barack Obama's birth certificate, but somehow we're just gonna casually drop that like, oh, this whale was. Uh, its birth name is Tokite. Like, we have some sort of documentation on that. I don't know. There's a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions well, about this. Why do you call your dog agent. Trout? <laughs> might be a double. Might what be a was your dog? What candidate. was your dog called before you got before you named it Trout? My dog, I want to say, uh, not Shadow. It was something like that. Stormy, which is hmm. a terrible name Well, for, a, for that dog. Stormy, sounds stormy, like, rainy, sounds and mossy. like you're uh, in the same league as the Miami Seaquarium. But no one would say that his birth name was Stormy. 
He didn't have a birth name. His mother did not give him a birth name. You don't know that. So that, that's yes, that's a better point. <laughs> I don't that I don't know that his mother Might have gave been some like grunts and clicks or something, but who knows? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we're too casually dropping that his the Tokite's is the birth name of the whale. What the if Tokite wakes up I mean, on that so, flight so and the just gross, eats everybody? Oh, the gross man. thing Meg is, three. Yeah. So this this is this is where it gets kind of gross. The reason the the reason she ended up being named Lolita is because yeah, she was thirteen the, and the Miami Se- the Miami Seaquarium when they purchased her. Of course, it's her, Miami. Mm-hmm. They they purchased her to be a mate for a male. Oh named no. And because of the age difference between, the yeah, yes, the age exactly. difference between uh, Tokite and Hugo, they uh, gave her the name Lolita. That's messed up. Yeah, Dude. it's That's gross. Really messed God, up. Even it's really the gross. whale people in Miami are perverts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Florida man. God, the Midnight well, Express is making a lot more sense. Okay. On that note, let's talk about this cyclone of bets. What's this story? Oh yeah, courtesy of our friends. I'm gonna go grab the... a drink. See you guys later. <laughs> you guys this? Courtesy of our friends over at the, I believe the Des Moines Register is who broke this story. Uh, their Iowa State quarterback, starting quarterback in 2022, Hunter Deckers, is uh, suspended and facing charges uh, for uh, betting on games while in Uh-oh. Iowa. Why? While a member of the Iowa Cyclones, and more so. Uh, while he was underage. So he is mm. facing four counts, I believe. Uh, what? But the bigger question is, was this a one-time event? No, it wasn't. Uh, Hunter Deckers placed his first bet when he was like 20, somewhere around there. Uh, may have been 19. He's accused of placing a staggering 366 bets on his mobile phone online Jeez, for to- one a, a total of... Uh, for two years, yeah. So okay. and one every other day, for a total of twenty seven hundred ninety nine dollars. Of that, that included two hundred ninety seven bets when he was under twenty one, which is illegal. And according to what they were able to find on his phone, at least twenty six of his bets were placed on Iowa State. Now, one not all were football Real games, Pete but at Rose least action. one was. Yeah, one was placed uh, on the 2021 Iowa State game against Oklahoma State. Now, he didn't participate in that game. Brock Purdy was the starting quarterback. uh, And Brees Hall was, by the way, the starting uh, uh, running back. RB. So he didn't participate in that game. Iowa State ended up up winning 24-21. So it doesn't sound like he had any uh, influence on the outcome of the game, but he did bet on the game. Now, the craziest part... To me, is this a this uh, whole investigation started in May across across both Iowa and Iowa State? So Ooh. they're looking at uh, twenty six athletes uh, are under investigation from Iowa, and adi- an additional fifteen athletes are under investigation from Iowa State. So this Damn, is huge. More he, people uh, at Iowa. <clears throat> more people at Iowa, and if you are a student and you are caught gambling you could face a lifetime ban from the ncaa from the ncaa he is in a lot of hot water a lot of hot water 
It's interesting that two things to me are happening, and I don't know that either one of them play a factor, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. Now, obviously, the proliferation of online gambling is huge. It is illegal in different states, and one of those states is Iowa. So he was betting under his parents' name. I don't know where he's from, but they must be from outside of Iowa. Because yeah, but I thought it geotagged you. I'm sure it does. I'm sure but it does. But how is he betting in from Iowa State if you can't bet in Iowa? I have no this idea. This guy may be I, on to something. He's Well, he system. might have just been like a VPN, VPN in or something. Yeah. But the, the second works. thing is NIL money. You would think. Right. Right. You, uh, now, you might. The, the angle I'm going to take on this is you would think that NIL would help curb some of these this gambling because you're getting money right and you don't need you would be less susceptible for somebody to come in and be like hey buddy like and and kind of like influence the game some dirty money coming in and influencing the game because you have money now so you're not hard pressed for it like you would be previously as a student athlete but he wasn't playing in these games right he was he could have been one, the only game that they've said that he uh, bet right now that they've said he's bet on because he bet on 26 Iowa State games doesn't say that they were all football was one game in 2021. Hmm. So he was as far as I could tell, he was active, but it doesn't say he didn't play in the game. Lot a lot. Going yeah, to, on. I I agree. The NIL thing, and should. then you're betting on like Vegas. The gambling community does not want anybody, th- you know, shaving points or whatever. Like, right. This is a bigger deal now because of all of the gambling money that's involved in it too. Like, right. For the uh, from the actual like casino, the companies. Because if you got right. somebody shaving points in Iowa then nobody's going to be betting games in Iowa. Right. Yep. Uh, Deckers has said that he's completely innocent, by the of way. Of course. No I surprise agree. there. I mean, you uh, gotta he st- didn't... that's where you start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this was nice. This is what his, uh, his statement said. I'll read the first part, which is boring. Hunter Deckers denies criminal charges. Blah, 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 blah. He'll plead innocent. This is the part that this is. You can already see where the defense is going. This charge attempts to criminalize a daily fact of American life. Yeah, millions of people share online accounts of all kinds every day. Yeah, this prosecution interferes with and politicizes what is the business of Iowa State University and the NCAA. So what their defense is going to be is, I was just sharing credentials with my parents. Yeah, both my mom's name and my dad's name on accounts that. It looks like he opened up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, they do live in northwest Iowa. So I don't know how they got. I don't know how they. I, I don't know how we got around the geotagging part of it. But uh, the other person, this is one uh, another great point is the other person that was indicted on this is sophomore offensive offensive lineman. This is top tier name Dodge Saucer. Oh yeah, dude. Just a 
just a great offensive lineman name, right? It is. Especially for Iowa. That's a solid name. The the third person that they've named was E.I. Uwazuriki, who was a Broncos pick in 2022. So he's out of the he's out of this. Yeah. However, he's been suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. Dude, this is so, a real thing now, huh? So, yeah, this is a serious thing. And guys, I think you should be able to bet on games even if you're part of the team. Who cares? For sure, you should be able to bet on games and games. The planet's that... dying. Let people have fun. <laughs> yeah. This is a part of our daily life okay, on a dying okay. planet. But he was betting like, I mean, I don't know, maybe they were like big, uh, uh, what do you like to play? Parlays. He was pay, yeah. playing like $7 parlays that are going to pay off. Like seven leg $7 parlays. Yeah, seven dollar okay, parlay like, that gives you four thirty one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Depending on the parlay, that could be a pretty big payday. But I mean, maybe that's what he's doing. It doesn't say if he won. It just said he bet like almost three thousand dollars and three hundred sixty six bets. Yeah, twenty seven ninety nine is also an interesting number. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I but I agree. I mean, the planet is dying, so why not let him bet? But he was underage, and he was doing it in a state you're not supposed to do it. Well, so that's kinda, okay. Well, the, the planet is dumb rules. Us, dumb but rules. I think that's purposeful. <laughs> yeah. The planet will be Fair fine enough. once we're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That great point. Yeah. We're the parasite. We're the parasite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Erod? I don't know who this is. Oh, yeah. This Erod is another... Dodges Dodgers. What's this headline? This is yeah, the Yeah, starting pitcher for the Detroit Tigers, who are um, not great. Eduardo Rodriguez, yesterday. Yeah, right. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> been good since. They haven't been good since the two pitchers who also just got traded were on the team. But Eduardo Rodri- Rodriguez... Uh, Uses his he used his no trade clause yesterday to squelch a deal that was made with the Dodgers. Love it. Uh, so yeah, so Rodriguez has a ten team no trade clause in his contract. That's awesome. From, I love it. Yeah, I and he I named LA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he named LA as one of those teams. Uh, and after what's the craziest part to me is how this all happened was. The, the the Tigers and the Dodgers were in communication. They were working out this deal. And no point, apparently, did anybody check they read the Eduardo contract. Rodriguez's contract, <laughs> yeah. see what the 10 teams are, it's a great and go, legal team. oh, crap, we're talking to the Dodgers. We should check with the, with the player, with the Erod, to see if he would be willing to waive that to get this to go through. Nobody checked with him. Last minute, he said... No, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. the the whole uh, the whole thing Blew blows up. up. Erod still with the Tigers, who clearly were trying to get rid of him. He's going to be a free agent at the end of this year, so they were gonna lose him anyway. They were trying to get anything back that they could, uh, and he just said he wasn't gonna do it. According to uh, Scott Harris, the GM of the Tigers, said they reached a deal and they just said he wasn't comfortable with it because he wanted to stay in Detroit. Probably the first person in 60 years to ever say that they wanted to stay in Detroit, but hey, here we are. 
Yeah. Uh, kind of a that kind pizza. of a huge deal. Yeah, he came out today. Uh, yeah, exactly. He likes the Detroit style <laughs> pizza, which is basically just like gourmet little Caesars. And I don't say that as uh, to, to disparage the pizza. It's the delicious pizza. It's one layer of lasagna uh, on bread. <laughs> hey, that actually sounds delicious. I mean, it's not bad. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean by one piece? One layer. One layer, or yeah, it's one just square. It's just a layer of meat and cheese and a layer of sauce mm. where a lasagna would be, you know, like layered up. Yeah. Cheeses, sauce, okay. noodles, cheese, sauce, That's fair. noodles. Yeah. All right. So it's yeah. just it's yeah. just the bottom and, and it's a bready. It's bread instead of It's like a yeah, pasta. it's like a yeah, lasagna Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Open face lasagna. Yeah. Open, Open face, face lasagna. lasagna, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. It's good. Yeah, you're making it. <laughs> yeah, you're making it sound really good. According to Erod, he says this has nothing to do with the Dodgers or even the West Coast. It's just that he and and his family were more comfortable in Detroit. They're happy in Detroit. They want to yeah, stay in Detroit. Yeah, maybe his kids are in and... school. All this, like you know, who knows? Yeah, he likes, and so why he move? He likes them? the Rock City. Yeah, I like exactly. Detroit. Detroit's. Awesome. I like. I, I like. I mean, they they gave him this option. If you don't like the player having this power, then don't give him a five-year, $75 million contract yeah. with 10 teams on a no-trade clause. Yeah. Don't do it. And don't come that, out with, have don't a, come at me hating Detroit if you've never been to any other Rust Belt cities because, I mean, it's not that bad. If you've ever been yeah, to Detroit's Akron pretty great. or Indianapolis. As compared. Or, yeah. Or Ma- Marion, Indiana. Cle- yeah, Gary, Cleveland. Yeah. You know, ain't that bad. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. got a river. Uh, it's nice. They got a river. Mm-hmm. They got Canada right there. If things get yeah. too bad to the south of them, no, yeah. no less. Yeah. Uh, I think I've heard a couple people on MLB Network say that they, they came out and basically said, well, he needed to do this to do the right thing by the club. They gave him the contract. And he's going to opt out of it next year anyway. So do the right thing. It's only a couple months. Uh, sir, no, yeah. that's not what? how the collective bargaining agreement works. That is right. not at all what you do. Come These on, guys just help out you. the big fat cats. Just be cool. Be cool, dude. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. Let them make another bill off your back. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is, that was, that was to me, it was like the silliest argument I heard was like, well, they gave you this big contract. You just need to... Do you know? Give, do a favor to the club and let right. them get something back because you're leaving anyway. Because they do anyway. the same for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they would cut you in a second if they <laughs> if didn't they think could. you were useful. If they weren't going to lose money, you would be gone. Yeah, exactly. Clearly, exactly. they don't want you, and they also don't want to pay you. Yeah. Well, yeah. That was the <laughs> other thing. Is that now they're in like complete Detroit is in complete like uh, what do you we call it? damage. Uh, damage uh, control damage control because now they're like the, the first thing out of Harris's mouth after this like we thought we had a deal it's like well we're excited to get Eduardo back he's very strong he sent a very uh-huh. strong message that he likes it here you know it's like no man you tried to get rid of him this this relationship is over it's How not gonna turn work tables. <laughs> yes exactly it's uh quite funny quite funny uh it's a good story. So, and, yeah. 
I just love it because the Dodgers are the perennial. And it's the Dodgers. Uh, that's what seals. Yeah. That's the cherry that, on top. Right. Yeah. Because most of the clubs, <laughs> most of the clubs you hear about in these 10 team, like in the no trade clauses are like, well, I don't want to go to like a bottom feeder team. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I don't wanna... Baltimore, like right. Well, yeah, yeah both. Well, of which not are doing Baltimore good this, year. this year, huh? But this yeah. year, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to go to any team that's you know always yeah. under five hundred. Maybe Cleveland would be one. The yeah. Guardians, uh, but you don't usually hear about it for like the major market right. big ticket teams and big the money Mets, teams. The Yankees, yeah. the the Dodgers, like yeah. those. The, even the Mariners a lot of times. Yeah, you don't hear it for those teams. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's like kind of funny that he's like, no, no, this is the team I don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. You know that team that's a that's a global brand? I don't yep. want anything to do with <laughs> nah, them. Nah, uh, I'm not going to the L.A. Dodgers, but I would go to the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All day. What else we got? Well, uh, you guys hungry? Sure. Oh, always. Let's head to Nolens and have a Bignati. <laughs> or a big netty. Oh, or a, a, a beignet? Baguette. Bag so, uh, running back, Jamal Williams. Superstar. Uh, pretty new player, I'm, I'm, I take it, to the Just New Orleans team. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is his first season there. Rowdy, he's the guy that he's is really into guy. Pokemon. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he was talking to reporters at a training camp uh, a few days ago, and uh, he had tasted a uh, beignet, the uh, the f- deep fried pastry dish uh, with uh, you know some a little bit uh, get a little sprinkle of uh, powdered yeah, sugar on de- there. They are delicious. Um, and. You know, this is this is kind of a staple of New Orleans and has been for a long time. His response might not be the best response. Well, it's not gonna uh, it's not gonna get get him garner him any fans in New yeah, Orleans. Yeah, it's not yeah not not endearing him to his. That a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns will do. Yeah, yeah, we'll, that, yeah that'll that, change. Th- things. Yeah, yeah. So he said, "Yeah, not impressed. It's just a funnel cake." Um, and yeah, in so California, then, we call those funnel cakes. Some of the reporters were like, uh, I mean, like, you might want to, I mean, you might be offending some people here. And he's like, I'm sorry. I just got here. I respect y'all. You're bignatis and all that. <laughs> in California, we just call them funnel cakes. And, man. This guy's a treasure. So a couple things. One when you are uh, using the, so I, I found some pictures of people uh, preparing beignets. In, is it in a funnel cake? Is it not just a funnel cake? So they're they're using a, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like the squeezy, the squeezy Pastry thing bag. to squeeze. Yeah, <laughs> which to to get the dough out for you're like a you're like a human yeah. Mad Libs tonight, Reed. You're all yeah. you're just on point with whatever we're struggling with, the whatever word we correct. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And yeah, you got your meds and funnel all. Funnel cakes just. also funnel cakes are named that way because they come out of a funnel. Mm-hmm. Um, you but not usually, a squeezy funnel. What's that? Not a squeezy. Not funnel. a squeezy funnel. It's it's more of a pouring. It's a pouring thing. So you it, you you'll, you'll pour it out of like a almost like a pitcher that has like a funnel 
end to it, into the a into pitcher? the uh, frying, uh, the cooking oil, and so you're kind of like pouring pouring this batter out in. Uh, it's like layering on top of each other to give it that kind of crazy, uh, crazy shape and texture. Mm. But the thing is, what's the thing? He may be onto something here. They oh. are similar. I looked into the history of both products. So Big Nettie's? Yeah, so beignets. beignets, you know, obviously this is a this is a French introduction to New Orleans. Uh, they actually have another name uh, for, for a beignet, which is Pets de Nong, which means nun's fart. Uh, so that's that's, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, <laughs> I'm not looking it up. This is a the, corporate computer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beignet, beignet translates to bump um, in French. But the thing is, oh, if so you look at the history you're of... You're a little beignet rowdy because you're always bumping into things. Beignet. I am, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. Little bump. Um, My little beignet. I'm a little funnel cake. Mon petit beignet. <laughs> um, so the beignet, though, when people trace the history of it, they start to then trace it back, trace it back to France. But then from France, there are some who think this was actually introduced from Spain. Well, Uh-oh. who occupied Spain? The Moors. The Moors, who were... Muslim. Muslim. Uh, okay, so which we that's learned a, a lot that, about last week. You, you yeah, and there's a, and a there's lot. actually a there's a dish in Spain called a bonuelo 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 bonuelo. There's lots of different spellings Uh-oh. and pronunciations. Or in Catalan, it's bunyol. Um, and guess what that means? Funnel Lump. cake. Uh, Lump. Okay. Okay. So we've tra- we've traced this back to potentially. I hope you're, I hope you're writing all this down so we can send this to Jamal Williams. Yeah, and then the funnel cake though. So this was actually this didn't come from the French. This this was uh, this was introduced in the United States with the Pennsylvania Dutch, who are oh, not actually there Dutch. We go. They're Mm-mm. Germans. It's They're it's Germans. it's just. Germans who moved to Pennsylvania and they thought they spoke Dutch. So my people, my people, my people too. They don't even yeah. speak German. Like Pennsylvania well, I mean, Dutch is it's Pennsylvania Dutch is a different it, dialect. It became that, but yeah, it was it was not, but it wasn't Dutch. It was it was just German. They spoke mm-hmm. German, and then it's yeah, it's not the same now. But but it does. Yeah, sound so this a, came it this came from Germany. Like you know, it's yeah. guttural, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but here's the thing. The concept of the funnel cake, according to Wikipedia, dates back to the early medieval Persian and Arab world. Uh-oh. Oh, that's Uh-oh. the connection. Connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and not only that, um, the French version of the beignet, because uh, there's a difference. So in, in New Orleans, they use okay. a leavened dough. Mm. But the but in France they use what's called shoe shoe pastry, which is like a um, kind of like a light, very delicate dough um, that's made with butter, water, flour, and eggs. And guess what? For funnel cakes, 
Uh, Alton Brown recommends you make them with shoe pastry. Pat so the shoe. It's, it is, so Pate Jamal is correct. Jamal Williams is correct. This is, we're, we're talking about the difference between a, uh, I mean, they're, they're essentially cousins. Um, they're, they're Muslim cousins. Um, and I got to say, if I'm going to pick a beignet or a funnel cake, I'm going to go with funnel cake. Not me. But is that... Because of the texture. Like, no, it's, is that I'm, a Midwestern I'm the exact thing? same reason for, for or the exact... Y- I disagree Why? for the exact same reason. Because beignet, you want it... A beignet is fluffier and chewier. You want it to be doughier. And, okay. Yeah, and a funnel cake has all that surface area that makes it almost crunchy. Crispier, yeah. Yeah. You See, don't like I think crispiness. of a beignet as like a sofapia. Oh. Which, where does sofapia come from? Mexico, right? Which came, which was then introduced from where? The Aztecs. Spain. <laughs> oh. No, I'm the sopapilla f- is yeah. from Spain. Yeah. So oh, it's, all it's all the same. It's all the same. It's the same family tree. So wait, so a sopapilla is basically the, the sopapilla is in that world, the same as a beignet is to the churro, which is basically a funnel cake. Do I have this right? Churro's Churro, got better I te- consider a texture funnel cake. than funnel cake. A chewier oh, texture. Miss me with that. No. You don't like churros? <laughs> I like I'm churros, like, but funnel cake has a better texture. I, I don't funnel think... Cakes are, funnel cakes are bonkers, man. I'm going to say this. You, you gonna get gonna a little this. bit of everything. You get the crispy bits. You get the chewy, fluffy bits. You get... It's, See, it's, if, I'm get going, lot if, in, I'm, if I'm doing carny things... If I'm a, up to carny activities, I'm going elephant ear. Over Elef- funnel, okay, yeah. over now elephant cake. ear is because, yes, because elephant ear, you're guaranteed to get the uh, cinnamon sugar. Yeah. But if so we're talking purely, purely sugar's overrated. Un, unsweetened, wow. no, no powdered sugar, take. no cinnamon sugar. If we're talking just you pull the batter out of the, out of the fried oil, I think funnel cake is better than elephant ear. But elephant ear starts mm. as a, it's very different that it starts with, as a ball of dough, which is then teased yeah. out into the shape right. and dropped in. Here's mm-hmm. the, here's what I'm going to say. But, ele- but part of what elephant ear is great too, though, is the same reason funnel cake's great. Because you get the crispy, crunchy bits and you get the chewy, doughy bits. All right, yeah. Rowdy, beignet, where are you going? Beignet is all, is all, du- is all chewy. It's, yeah, where you add on yeah, it's, uh, fry bread. Fry bread's better than Indian fry, fry, fry bread's bread. the same idea, right? My, fry my bread, problem fry is... Fry bread, it, I feel like, straddles that line between elephant ear and beignet. Yeah, and yeah. I would say, Agreed. So I'd prefer, on that spectrum, elephant ear than fry bread than beignet. Okay. I, I would say my problem is I've never had a funnel cake or a beignet. Well, Start study. with beignet You go to the state fair, back. like, every day. And, yeah, And what's I going do. on right now? The Indiana State Fair. Yeah. Now's Already the been. time. Gotta Treat go. yourself. I know. I, that's what I'm thinking. Next time, the, well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you what I had this time was the Elote pizza, which was amazing. And last year I had the pickle pizza, which was also amazing. That, but this I year I do oh, pickle pizza. Yeah. I think I need to do a funnel cake. Should I do a funnel cake or should I do uh, an elephant ear? You said elephant ears. I've had an elephant ear. I don't think I've ever then had a funnel cake. If you've never cake. had a funnel cake, try a funnel cake yeah. or get both. And split them with your family. You've got a gigantic no. family. Incorrect. I will not share any of this with my family. It is all my fried dough and okay. sweet, and sweet sugars. Okay, and you got to wash it down with a lemon shake-up. 
Oh, absolutely. D- sir, without a you, doubt. And then within an hour and a half, you're going to have to lay down. <laughs> yeah, does it take that long? I'm surprised. <laughs> the sugar I thought crash, it would be the sooner. Yeah. Sugar. Oh, yeah. sugar crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would think a full elephant here would just make me feel sick. Oh, yeah. That's too much. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get a funnel cake. I'm sure they have funnel cakes at the fair. You'll go right back to elephant ears. <laughs> Maybe I'll get both. Well, but like days apart. Ir- irregardless, I think uh, no. Jamal. Jamal. <laughs> he is. You're, he, you're, 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 sp- you're spot on with your assessment. Jamal Williams has the potential, and it's a long way to go, but he has the potential to be a Marshawn Lynch type personality. Yeah. Well, I, like I, like I like him. I like him. I like it. I like his. I like his whole vibe. Yeah. And he's got a. He's got a. He's just got one of those faces that you're just like. Seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Where? Well, yeah. He, I would. Ha- I mean, he does. He seems like a genuinely nice. Of course, dude. I also suffer from face blindness. That's another one of his problems. <laughs> dude, it's uh, all coming out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so he's. It's uh, kind of interesting, because. Jamal Williams is from close... He, they're both from California. You're bringing this up. They're both from California, but Jamal Williams is closer to L.A. And obviously, uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch was from Oakland. From the Bay. So I think it's kind of... You might be onto something where it's like... Where in California this, is he from? Williams. Rialto. Rialto. Which is east of L.A. Yeah. So you've got more of like a... a Inland Empire. South, Southern California vibe. Yeah, and a Northern California vibe, but coming at it from the same direction. I think you're right. I think they got. He's got a ways to go. Like, oh, he's got a ways to go, production-wise and personality-wise. But yeah, he's on he's, the right track. Yeah, he, he's he. Rowdy, he might be your new favorite player. He's gonna be a guy you should follow. Yeah, okay. for sure. He says he's a awesome. lot of funny things. He's awesome. Talks a lot about Pokemon and anime. Yep. and all that in depth. In yep. depth. He wears the Pokemon. Uh, headband the, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, don't call him Pokeman because he'll correct you. Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey guys, we're over. So. Oh come on. Yeah, we, I got to at least say be. rest in peace, Pac-12. We don't have yeah. to talk about it. We can just say rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest Pac- in, I'd really do think the Pac-12 might be dead. Oh yeah, there's yeah they're down to nine. Big Ten is possibly courting four. Oregon, Washington, California, and Stanford. Oregon and Washington are what the uh, ADs want, and California and Stanford are what the uh, presidents want. So oh, they want no the surprise. brain trust, huh? Yeah. They want uh, the Bay Area schools, yeah. In, uh, looking east, they could also be, the Big tw- Ten could also be looking at uh, Virginia, North Carolina, which I don't think they'd ever break off of wherever Duke is, Florida State, and Clemson. For who? So, the Big Ten. Oh, they're looking at possibly, yeah. So again, North Carolina and Virginia are kind of what the um, presidents want, and Clemson and Florida State, which are still good schools, are more what the ads want. So I, I don't know heard, how it's going to shake out. I think it could be like two and two, but yeah, yeah. That's I also heard Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah to the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, Big Twelve. Yep. Now, right how now, come you don't think the SEC's in any talks of add more people? Because they've, they've already they're, got there, too, and so they're just... They're, yeah, I mean, anybody they're going to add, who would they add? Because, like, the biggest 
name they could have out there would be what UCF and USF. Well, UCF already went to the Big Twelve, so they well, I would need... think I would think like a Clemson, North Carolina would want to go to the SEC well, over the Big Ten. Yeah, Clemson, uh, North Carolina is a big SEC poll. They yeah. North Carolina they flirted before. Yeah, I don't know if it's like an academic thing or what, but yeah, yeah, North Carolina makes a lot of sense in the SEC. Clemson, Clemson makes a lot let, of sense. Let, in let the Clemson SEC. come in there and get touched up, boy. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? It's it's not over, but thank uh thank Oklahoma for all this. Okay, real and quick, then, Snoop. Ten years from now, how many conferences are there, or is it just uh, like, a group of thirty? Uh, there's eight. Eight conferences. There's currently, there's currently ten. I think there'll be eight. You don't think you don't see it just going to like the haves and the have-nots, the thirty big programs, and everybody else. No, I don't see that happening. Unless they had relegation, I don't see that happening. I like there's the relegation enough, idea. There's no push. There's going to be more pushback from the academic side to say, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Because some of these teams, some of these, some of these schools like staying in the conferences they are because of other reasons besides sports, which is a weird thing to say. Well, that's the what's the only inter- reason we have conferences is because of sports. Right. But. That's what's interesting about uh, uh, Cal and Stanford is I think they they'll stay together because of the academics. They'll well, want to be thought together. The Regents said that they people thought that the Regents weren't going to allow UCLA to leave without Cal. That they were going to be a package. Oh, deal. because of the system, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah. that that and then with Arizona leaving, Arizona State might again be a package deal because of the system, because of the school system. So I don't know if Washington, Washington State would be like that or Oregon and Oregon State. But Cal and UCLA really are the same school. They are the same school, yeah. yeah. They're under the same board of regents. Yeah. Yeah. But so, I thought that was interesting because I hadn't thought about it in the Pac-12 because you know every conference has like the – Top end academic yeah. schools, and I thought, oh yeah, it is. It's Cal and Stanford. Yeah, yeah. How many conferences do you think there'll be? I could see there being a thirty or forty school top tier, and then everybody else. Yeah, but that's already what it is. I mean, it's more than that. It's like sixty-five schools, but it's essentially what right. it is with with the current setup, college football playoffs. That's what it is. You Especially have, with NIL, because there's only X amount of schools that can buy all the players. Right. But we're already calling it Power 5 and Group of 5. So right. we already dis- make the distinction and don't allow G5 schools to really be competitive. 18 playoff and, may change that a little bit. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. And yeah. I also heard somebody today, a talking head, talk about uh, that Notre Dame will they don't ever want to join anybody. They won't join anybody. No, no. There's but that, there's been I some chatter of uh, Notre Dame at the Big Ten or whatever. Well, but yeah. As long as they're getting that $65 was, million dollar deals or whatever on their own, why, why would you? Right. And uh, I thought I sent you that article about how NBC and Notre Dame have kind of gotten in cahoots. Yeah, they just carved out for with, themselves. Yeah. Uh, but Stanford... 
and Notre Dame, people said that was kind of a pack. Like, if they could get Notre Dame to come to the Big Ten, they thought they could lure Stanford in as well. Oh, interesting. But yeah. without the two, um, it doesn't make as much sense. I mean, like, from an, from an athletic point of view. Stanford has other sports that they're very competitive in. But right now, football, that ain't it. Basketball, that ain't it. And that's what the Big Ten's known for. Right. But, Interesting. Yeah, uh, unless hey guys, Apple, yeah, I was okay. Okay, what else? We were just was? supposed to say rest in peace, Pac-12. Okay, rest <laughs> yeah, in peace, Pac-12. We, just those words. That's we all got off on a tangent. We went, we went post. We went post podcast talk. Yeah, and, and we were still recording. Yeah. So I apologize for for going on a bit. Read any it's, apologies it's for, you want to make. Nah. For, it, man, it's already forgiven. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, well, that's it. We did it. We did sports. As always, I want to thank the Minister of Sound, Mikey, Junior Minister of Sound, Ralphie, Jet Belly Music, the Commissioner, Brandon Casbert, Food Editor, Dennis Chu. We should have had him weigh in on this. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, if true. you're still listening, we we have questions. Send about, us an email. About uh, fried carnival foods the kentucky colonel sean and the honorary ball boy this week is honorary ball boy this week is leyland henry a 12 year old oh. baseball player on the national team and the 12u division in the world cup currently in this tournament he has played nine games his batting average is 684 his on base percentage is 846 slugging 1842 seven dingers Thir- uh, 17 RBI, 13 hits, 22 runs. This kid is 12 years old and 5'11", 230 pounds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And he that's, crushes. <laughs> that's bigger than Big Al. Yeah, he crushes, dude. I saw some and, highlights of him. So if you want to check oh, out man. Leyland Henry for the national team, the 12U National Team World Cup Baseball team. Incredible. I mean, raking, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email us at sportssportssportspod at gmail.com with any questions, headlines, or topics you want to discuss. And don't forget to rate us and subscribe. New episodes will be there every Thursday where we will ask, how about some sports? How about it? Yeah.